and welcome in to another episode of Wednesdays with Wheels. It's your favorite friend on Wednesdays, Wheels Maxwell. I'm here with someone that I just met uh, a couple days ago, actually. His father reached out to me, uh, Anthony Pursuti. Did I say that right? Yep, you said it right. It's perfect. There you go. I always I get nervous when I have to say people's last name. I know. Especially I, I, mine. I was a wedding DJ for years. And oh, really? the, the worst part was when you would have to announce the uh, bride and groom, and hopefully you didn't screw up their new uh, last name. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Anthony has an interesting story because yeah. Anthony uh, does uh, magic, and he does what you would consider yourself a mentalist, right, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, mentalism. Yep, mentalism. Mentalism. So yeah, first, same thing, mentalist, yeah. I, I want to get into I want to get into all of that, but I want to go back to now. You're 20 years old, am I right? Yep, yep. 20, so years, 20 old. years old. But you started. When did you? For when did you first fall in love with with magic and and the kind of stuff that you do? I started when I was 13 years old, and uh, I was what eighth grade, middle school, and uh, I saw a kid in my class. He had a bunch of girls around him. I was really confused. I see this. I'm like, what's going on over there? Why is this kid got all these girls around him? And I go over there, and he's doing a card trick. So I'm like, oh, wait a second. This is the secret. This is the secret. So that wasn't happening. He wasn't just going to get all that attention. I had to get it, right? So I went <laughs> home. I started looking up YouTube videos, right? Simple card tricks on YouTube. And I started learning like that. And uh, from there, it led to bigger things. It's interesting, Anthony, because I must be a little bit of a mentalist myself. Because one oh, of the yeah? well, because one of the questions that I that I originally had for you was, yeah, does this help you with the ladies? Oh, did you really have it? You know, it does sometimes. It I does was going to say, uh, it's, it's like it's like playing it's, uh, guitar or something oh, like it that. It looks frozen. Right? Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Oh. Oh. oh, okay. You froze up. What did you say? Say that again. I said it's like playing the guitar or something like that, right? If yeah. You, if you can pull out a magic trick at a party, yep. uh, the the ladies and everybody's really got to love it, but especially the ladies. So, so yeah, I, exactly. If I had to do a card trick, it would be like fifty-two card pickup. So we <laughs> we we won't do that. All right. No, so have fun. So you 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 originally see a friend doing it and you're like man i gotta get some of this attention myself and then you right. went, you said you went on youtube to learn some of your first yep. so talk yep. to me how, how you so you're self-taught yes essentially yeah so youtube youtube was a big part because there was a lot of youtubers back then now they're slowly going away i don't know why but uh yeah i learned on youtube and i started learning card tricks I never gotten any, you know, children type younger effects, you know, with, uh, you know, you got the, the handkerchief and the ball and whatnot. I never did anything like that. But slowly, I would turn those tutorials, I would get rid of those, and I started learning my own things on my own, teaching myself uh, different things, coming up with my own effects. So you, so, you, so now you're at the point where you actually create your own, you, you, and 
walk me through how that happens. So if you could quickly just walk me through how, like, the conceptual idea for a, a magic trick happens. Do you write things down? Yeah. So, yeah. Most cases, I'll be writing things down and we'll type it up and print it out so it's organized. But I can take, if we're talking about card tricks, I can take a card trick and come up with a new crazy idea of how to make that card trick different and make it stand out more than any other magician, how they would do it. Uh, if I'm doing something on a larger scale, I would try, and I still do this to this day all the time, try and make it larger or you know sometimes i do create original effects that are not uh, based on other other ideas that are out there in the in in the world um but yeah it's 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 all about the you gotta have a creative mind i like i like it and uh, so one of the, the before we get into your story one of the things i want uh, wanted to ask you is you know for a while the big thing on tv was they were doing these shows on to show you how the trick was done, right? And it would be this this masked guy because he didn't want anybody to know his identity because he's giving up all the tricks of the trade, right? So yep. what 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 are do you often get like your friends or family or uh, people even that come to your shows? Do you get them saying to you after the show, "How did you do that?" Like they want because I'm that guy, like. I like yep. magic, but I'm always the guy that's trying to figure out how it was done. Right, right. Understandable. Yeah, I get people all the time who they don't really ask me. They're more telling me. Uh, they're saying, tell me how you did it. Not asking me, not giving me any choice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people, they always say that. And uh, I just have to ruin their day and tell them no. Can't tell, tell you. Tell them no and keep yeah, no, guessing. Yeah. Right. Keep guessing. Um, so I'll tell you, one of the things that sealed this podcast for me uh, or the idea of this podcast, sure, and, I, sure. and, and I will uh, direct people to YouTube and uh, because, unfortunately, I wasn't able to pull it up here. Uh, right. Uh, but you do this. You do this. I don't – do I call it a trick? What do, what do you – what do we call it? You right. The thing with the lottery where you 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 pick out a lottery no a ticket, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I would call that we magicians and mentalists we call things effects. Okay. But, you know, people it's the same thing, but it's more of a, a more fancier way of saying it. But it's a, it's it was a it was a mentalism effect. Okay. It's, so so just just so people understand, break down uh -huh. that break down that for me. How that yeah. Works. I mean, you know, so, right. So I was 17 at the time in high school years ago, uh, years ago, I'm only 20, but <laughs> seven, 17, 17. And I was at the school talent show. Uh, and I essentially did this mentalism effect where I had multiple people from the audience generate random numbers that would be playing a part in this fake, you know, fake lottery you know, we're trying to trying to win the lottery here, but I had to set it up because if I could really predict the lottery, I would be in a mansion right now. You know? Right, but right. Anyways, so I had a bunch of people in the audience create random numbers. You know, pick a number from one to seventy. You, ma'am, pick a number from one to seventy. I th I can't remember how many numbers are six or something like that with a powerball. Yeah. 
right. I've done it so many times I should know. But uh, So I did that, and if you guys want to watch it, it's on my YouTube channel, but I'll spoil it a little bit. I got all the numbers correct, and there's even a twist in there where there's some more mind uh, messery where – you know, there's a hidden number that, you know, it's this whole, it was crazy, really crazy. I've only done it a couple times actually. Yes. So, so give people while we're talking about this, give people your YouTube channel. I know you're on TikTok as well. So yeah, give that to people. So if they want to look this stuff up there, they can do that. Yeah. So my YouTube channel is Pursuit Magic, P-R-E-Z-U-T Magic. And then, yeah, I'm on TikTok. It's uh, TikTok is is a really weird app. You know, uh, I got a lot of funny stuff on there. Not too much magic. I got a few magic things on there, but that one I think it's just my name, Anthony Pursuti. Okay. But, yeah, Anthony Pursuti. That's my TikTok. But yeah, well, it's got to be hard to do a, a magic trick, and TikTok only gives you sixty seconds, I believe, to right. do. Yep. Uh, exactly. Uh, a clip, so it's got to be kind of hard to to do a whole uh trick in sixty seconds. Right, especially since I do more of the mentalism things where large-scale stage effects where I'm using multiple members of an audience. I mean, I, I can still do small small things, which you guys will see later this night, but, yeah, it's more it's So more for this, this is the next thing I wanted to talk to you about because yeah. uh, I know that you, you uh, tried out for America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want you to walk us through that process a little bit if you can. I, sure. I, uh, I know that you don't, you know, a lot of people that watch a show uh, th- think that uh, you automatically are put in front of Simon Cowell and, uh, yeah, right. uh, and uh, Howie Mandel and yeah. whoever else is on the show at the time. Who, first of all, who were the judges when you were on the, when you were, when you auditioned, do you remember? Yeah, it was, Um, it, I think at the time, well, let's see. For all three times I auditioned, it was Mel B, Simon Cowell, Howie, and and uh, Heidi. Yeah, Heidi, Heidi Klum. So the original four that were there for a while. Okay, now very they, good. They changed them up. So then walk us through how this happens because first of uh, well, I'm just going to let you do it. Walk us through yeah. how it happens. Sure, yeah. So I auditioned at the same time that I did that that high school uh, talent show with the lottery numbers. I was 17 and I got, I, I sent my audition in cause you send an audition online. You send in, a, you know, you fill out your name, your form, you know, everything, your address, and you send in a couple of videos. They want to see things like that. So I sent that in and I got an email from America's got talent producers and they said, congratulations, you got a front of the line pass which means you can skip the long line that you see on TV, you know, where there's five, 5,000 people standing in line, you know? Right. And I was so excited because this was big news. You know, I, I have an advantage. So little did I know it wasn't too big of an advantage because they give them out to, uh, to a good amount of people, you know? So they give them out like candy is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to everybody, but a good amount of people. You still had to wait a while. Yeah, I did still have to wait. You know, the line that I would have had to wait in was like 200 or not 200, probably like a hundred or so people, which you see on TV, you see, you see hundreds of people standing outside of this big room. And, uh, it's not, 
that's not real life. That's reality TV. But you're right. So I get this email. I go to the audition, which is uh, at the Javitas Center in New York City. Okay. And I go there. I waited, wait, wait, let's see, how long did I wait? Uh, I waited a while, actually, probably about two hours. And then I finally got to a room with 10 other contestants and I think one or two producers. And this was crazy, kind of scary because you have to perform in front of 10 other contestants, people who are trying out for the show. So one person goes at a time and they call your number you go up, you perform, and then you step back in line and you let the next person perform. It's nothing that they show on TV. Completely different. It's mind-boggling, actually. But I did my act, which was essentially a stripping act. I stripped my clothes off, and I had a reveal underneath. But I had clothes on underneath. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yeah. But so I did this. And the producer was complete stone faced. Did not show any emotion. Didn't laugh. Didn't sh- have amazement on her face. Nothing. So you so, have no idea what she's thinking. Right, right. So I'm just like, well, that's it. My excitement out the door. Done. Right. But then we get to the end, and they everybody starts leaving. They say, okay, if you if you made it on the show, you'll know by November or, or January, whatever it was. Uh, so I'm like, great, that that's not a good sign. I read online that that's not good words you want to hear. So I'm walking out the door, and they stop me. They say, Anthony, wait, I'm the last one, right? I was the last one out the door. My my heart was racing. My stomach dropped when this per, when this producer, you know, called me and pulled me aside. Sure. She said, she's like, we loved your act. We thought it was really good. We want to show you to the executive producers. So can you perform again? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I can strip again and you know do my act again. <laughs> so I wait around a little bit more. And then I finally perform in front of four executive producers. Now the visual for this essentially is like an American Idol. It looked, they had a banner behind you. You had big TV cameras in there. Okay. And uh, they had four producers in there and I performed. That's awesome. Now, so my my question to when you were in the group when you were in the group with the ten people and you have to go into the room, are they all are they ten magicians? Are they or are they all kinds of acts? Right, they are all random acts. They're singers, dancers, comedians. There's everybody, any so, type. So any it's genre. not even like it's not even like you can judge yourself up against what they did because they're doing right. something totally different than what you're. Than what you're doing exactly exactly you just have to judge on your own and hope for the best so then you get in front of the four executive producers mm-hmm. and what happens from there right so they told me that it was going to be videoed and they're going to watch it over afterwards i do my act they were laughing they were enjoying it completely different from the first performance and uh they told me that i if I were to get on, that they would call me sometime in January, some a month before uh, the the previous producer told everybody else. So that's what they told me. Okay. Ended right there, that was it. I never got a call back from them. You never heard anything. Never heard anything. No. After that, 
until well, that, I that restart sort of, the process. That sort of just leaves you like wondering what happened, right? Right. It's like, what did I do wrong? What you know? It's a big process, but I auditioned two more times after that. And how did those? Uh, how did those go? I mean, you have to be yeah. a little less nervous going in, right? Because you sort of know like what's going to happen. Right, right. I th- actually, I auditioned one more time after that. I can't even. Let's see. I auditioned the next year, and this time I was in contact with a casting producer for months before my actual audition. Okay. And we would be on the phone every night. I'd be on the phone with with Los Angeles every night. It was really cool. You know, I'd be be at work and getting a phone call. I'd be like, I gotta go outside. You know, I felt cool. But we would be on the phone talking about stuff, preparing. I finally got to the audition, and this time I had an appointment. So I had a set appointment, a set time to meet with a producer, and that's where I, were, what, that's where I did my, my act. It's, it's interesting to me because they, they take all this time with you. You know, they're on the phone with you every night. Are they going over things like giving you, like, trying to, like, give you, like, suggestions to make it so – that it can actually work better? Is she like, are he trying to like, you know, give you pointers because they, they this is what they want to see or how, what are they, what are they telling you on that phone call? Yeah, they were, they were essentially telling me, giving me pointers. Okay. When you walk in the audition room, don't do this. Make sure you never do this. When you walk in there make sure, you know, you're very polite, this and that you want to sell yourself. You know, they gave me all tips and, uh, all things like that. And, you know, it was still a weird process because they don't tell you everything. Uh, they have a bunch of other people that they're working with. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's not, it's not like what you see on TV. There is so much more behind it. Right. You're not, you're not going out there and just walked in front of Mel B and right. And all the, and the, the four judges and uh, right. They're hitting the fast pass button and you automatically go to the next round. Uh, Which would be great, but no, (laughs) would be great. Uh, But your story didn't end there. You're uh, you uh, hooked up with, with uh, two, uh, well, let's go back to the the, the um, uh, America's Got Talent for just one second because I think I read in your bio, if I'm uh, not mistaken, that you're still are you still working with them in some capacity? Yes, I am, and this this time I'm working with a different producer. Which back in November of 2019, I had uh, a meeting actually, and this was the first time I ever met up with a producer had a meeting with a producer out in Buffalo and uh, we talked, we talked about things and she really believes in me. She told me, you know, if I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't be meeting with you. Uh, she told me that she, she gave me her honest opinion. She said, I don't think you're going to get on this season, which this was the last, this past season that was just on this summer. Okay. Said, but I want you to work. I want you to, keep working hard and try for the following season. So this upcoming season. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're still working together. Uh, I'll still be sending her videos and things like that. But, you know, right now it's just a waiting game. I, I got to do a few things, get their attention. You know, is there any, is there ever a point where you've said, well, listen, I've been through this before. Like 
I've, I've spent uh, hours on the phone with you people mm -hmm. and you keep telling me this all the way through and you know there's got to be a some some bit of frustration that sets it absolutely and it i'm gonna be honest uh this whole process has been very frustrating because it my hopes would go up and then i would just i would just lose all hope so essentially it's not it's it's kind of been hurtful because i would be you know, I'd be told that I'm going to be very close, you know, I'm very close to getting on the show and then I, I won't make it on the show, you know? Right. So now, but your story doesn't end there. You, you, uh, at 17, you start traveling all, I all over the United right. States and Canada, right? Yeah. I, and you hook up with a, uh, I want to call these two gentlemen. Uh, are they more of a variety type show? Would you say? Yeah, they're a, they're they're just everything. They're and what are their, absolutely what are everything. The show again, the Uncle Louis Variety Show. The Uncle Louis Variety. Show. Yep. you've seen yep. some of their skits. Uh, at least they pop up on my newsfeed uh, quite frequently. I and I'm not quite sure how the algorithms work there, but right. I'll, I'll I'll find something. So uh, where they pop up, but how does how do you get hooked up with them, and how does that happen for you? Right. So. After my audition, this actually happened, or just around the same time, I hooked up with uh, a promoter, Tony Napoli, uh, and he's a local promoter in the Rochester area, and uh, he he helped me get get shows with these guys. You know, I did a show for him, and he he really liked it. And then he said, "Listen, I got these guys. They're named Lou, Lou and Carlo." I want you to do a couple of shows with them. So they brought me on tour all over the country, the United States and Canada, actually. So, yeah, I was 17, 17 going all over the place every single weekend. I mean, while being school. the thing that the thing that amazes me, Anthony, is that most I know when I was 17, there yeah. were two things I was doing. Okay. I, playing maybe three i was playing a lot of video games yeah i was uh, trying to talk to a lot of girls and you know i maybe sneaking the occasional beer every now and then yeah okay? yeah yeah so what amazes me about you is there are not many 17 year olds that i know that would say throw me up on a stage and let me perform in a bunch in front of a bunch of people that i that i don't know right so Take me through that first time when you're up on stage in in a bigger venue, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we're not talking your high school auditorium for the, yeah. the the talent show. Not to take anything away from that because no. that's, that's cool as well. But take mm -hmm. me through that first time when you're on a big stage in front of hundreds of people. Right. So you're Maybe right. Thousands of people. How many people have you performed for? Well, uh, overall, or like at, at one show, you're saying? At one show. Uh, at one show, I think it was just over a thousand or a little bit more. Holy cow. That was, that was with uh, Vic DiBetetto, com the comedian. I know Vic. I know yeah. Vic. Vic's very, yep. uh, uh, Vic is very angry when he does his, yep. his comedy. Yes, he's the best, too. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so like you said, 
before I went on tour with these guys, I was doing smaller things. I was, uh, you know, por- performing uh, corporate events, which there's nothing wrong with corporate events, but they were just smaller gigs, you know, right. corporate right. events, bars. And then I finally get on this big stage. And this was actually a really big show, and I will never forget it. It was packed, absolutely sold out, uh, for over 400 people at this venue. And, yeah, my first time being on stage in front of that many people, was it was crazy. It was in Leamington, Canada at the Roma Club. So it was, it was nuts. Was, is, there, is there anything, is there a memorable story from that night that you can tell us? Lou and Carlo, I know, I know they're watching right now. They they remember lots of what happened <laughs> at that show. Um, so we had we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun on tour. We um, going across the border because this was in Canada. Uh, you know, we had a lot of fun on the way <laughs> on the way there. You know, we had a lot. Of, I'm in the car with two comedians. You know, so you can just imagine the possibilities are endless of what we could be talking about. So. You know, there was, we got, we almost got stopped at the border. You know, we almost had to get searched, this and that. Uh, it was, it was fun. But that was, that I, can't really, I can't really tell. The, you, you can't, you don't really want to talk about that. That's all right. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, <laughs> yes, no, they see me blushing. They know. <laughs> that's okay. But uh, I, I uh, that would be an interesting, if you got pulled over by the, uh, Border Patrol, that would be interesting. Yeah. When you pull out all your props <laughs> that you might have with you. Yep. Carlo just commented the pole. So what he means by the pole is we had this giant pole that I started out using for, for my act. And uh, it was like, what, like seven foot long. It was it was huge. And we were five people shoved in this in this car, this rental car that we were going to the show in. And we had this pole in between, you know, the center console and the dash going all the way to the back, all the way to the front to the windshield of the car. And it was just, it's just a running joke now. We just like it, we're like, why is there this stripper pole in the car? Why why are you bringing this across the border? It was just I was going to say, were you guys trying to become Amateur yeah, yeah. What was going on there? Yeah. Uh, now, I, yeah. now I know why you got pulled over. That's that's uh, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I've been pulled over too, <laughs> but it's not because I have a stripper yeah, in the front seat. Yeah, a stripper pole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now at seventeen, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, do your parents do your parents come with you to many of your shows? Like when you travel? Yeah. So my dad, my dad was coming with with me for a lot of them actually there was only a couple where he didn't come but he was coming he was coming to most of them it was they were on the weekend so i'd go to school during the week and then and then leave on the weekend yeah that's uh it's got to be interesting you get to go perform for for you're you're reading that i see you reading the comments uh carlo keep keep sending in the old uh the old thoughts there or whatever carlo, <laughs> the is this him right here Yep, yeah. gas station All right. man. All right. So, gas cool. station man, when we crossed the border in, in Canada, in Leamington, uh, if you don't know where this is, it's right across the border from Detroit. Okay. Michigan. And uh, over there, 
this was a, a few years ago and marijuana wasn't really legalized much other places. You know, now it's legalized in more states, but there, uh, le- marijuana was legalized. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. They were growing lots of weed in, in Leamington. It was just greenhouse after greenhouse after greenhouse. So we, we go to the gas station there on the way there and there's a guy, the, the gas station, uh, worker, we're buying stuff, and he goes, "You guys want some bongs?" And we're like, looking at each other, like, "Oh, what? You're selling bongs? You got you guys?" He's like telling us where we can get good weed and how, you know, how he loves the weed, how he smokes a lot of it. We were just so surprised; it was just hilarious. It's it's got to you. What I'm t- what I'm as I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, you get all these cool experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, getting to perform on stage for a thousand people, 400 people, whatever it may be. But then at the end, at the beginning of the Monday morning, you still have to go to high school and you have to go sit in, in math class. So, uh, it's just a, it's a very interesting life that you're getting to getting to lead that most 17 year olds wouldn't have any idea about. Right. So let me, let me ask you this. You, when you and I were talking yesterday, you said you had some funny stories of some things that have happened, maybe on stage. I'm assuming. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple on stage. There's a couple more tour stories. We can go into them. Yeah, I'd I'd like to. But has there ever been a time? Listen, I've done some stand up comedy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm a little nervous now that Carlo's in the room because you know he's a funny guy himself. And, yeah. Yes. You know, so, but I do some stand-up comedy and uh, and uh, sitting down, of course, not sit down comedy, <laughs> not because I'm in a wheelchair, just because I'm lazy. But that's oh. a whole other story. Uh, but I, there's been times where I've been on stage and I've it hasn't gone as well as I thought it might go. Uh, have Have you ever had any of those moments where it doesn't go? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you share? Can you share maybe? One of those, yeah. One of those, yeah. There's, there's been times. There was actually one time on that tour, actually two, two weekends in a row where I, I did this trick with a, with a book, and I had to have the volunteer on stage read the word on the, on the book, on the, on the page. You know. Okay. I had to have her read one word. It was a very critical thing. She had to read the word, right? She needed to read the word. And she's looking at it, looking at it, and she's going, I can't read it. I need my glasses. I go, what? Uh, you need to read it. So, <laughs> so somebody in the audience up front, she, she hands hands her glasses. Here, here's here's my readers. So she starts doing reading, putting the glasses on. But it happened the next weekend, too. I'm like, what the? I'm like, I need to bring glasses with me every time I go on tour now, or what? Like, what's going on? Right. Have you uh, have you have you ever had anybody? Uh, uh, probably not. But I've had this happen to me, where and it's never good as a comedian where you're in the middle of a joke, and yeah. they come up with the punchline. Oh, I've had I've had that happen a That's few rough. times, and I just really? think. I just hand them the mic and say, would you like to tell the rest of the jokes? I mean, <laughs> you know, what, what, what do you want to do here? Uh, yeah, those are hecklers. I can't stand hecklers. Do you get hecklers? Do, do, uh, do, do magicians and mentalists, do you, 
Do you get hecklers? Yeah, we get we get that's honestly comedians and magicians and mentalists. We we get the most we get the most hecklers because people want to be smart. They want to be funny, like like in your situation, right? Uh, yeah, I'll get people who don't want to. I'll have them on stage and they don't follow my instructions. Those I call hecklers because they're a pain in the, you know, and it's just not. You can swear. It's okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. This is podcast. (laughs) You can say whatever you want. Yeah. So hecklers, I can't stand them, but you gotta, you gotta work. You gotta work through them. You know, my thing is, my thing is look for me and probably for you. Like if you're, if you're going to come to a show, right, and offer up to come for what you do. Now, I don't have people come up on stage. Yeah, I'm a one-man right. show. I tell my jokes, and uh, I wheel off, and there you go, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, for you, you invite people to come up on stage. Now, if they're not going to participate in the way they should, why even offer to come up on stage unless you're looking to – debunk the trick or make a fool right. of yourself or the performer i right. you uh, right exactly like it just it just has never made sense to me never will make sense to me um i want to go back cause while we're talking about hecklers and mm-hmm. we talked about your your lottery trick and yep. one of the things that you mentioned in your your bio that you sent over to me was that people get mad at you because you will not uh, help them pick the winning lottery ticket. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. So uh, explain the uh, talk to me a little, little bit about how that goes. And like, if you could do that, you would not be sitting here on a Wednesday night doing Wednesdays with Wheels podcast. You would be <laughs> in a mansion hey. somewhere, high on a hill. Don't downplay yourself. I, I appreciate that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I mean. Well, I know what you mean. You'd be on I'd Joe be, Rogan. You wouldn't be on Wednesdays with Wheels. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, maybe I'd be on a yacht too at the right. same time. You know. <laughs> but right. yes, I get I get messages all the time on my Facebook page. It's it's mainly people from other countries who I, I don't know I don't know why, but they're from other countries and they they look at my YouTube, they watch the YouTube video, the lottery video that we we're talking about from my high school show. And they go to my page and they, they message me and they say, please, I'll, if you give me the numbers, I will split it half and half or, or, or you know, something like that with you. I'm like, why would I split it with you? Number one, number two, no, we're not just going to just, you can't just give you lottery numbers, you know, Right. but they'll get mad at me. And I actually, <laughs> I actually got on the phone with uh, this person from Africa. And I just thought it would be fun. Let's just get on the phone with the guy because he was begging me. Please, you know, I, I need to get through school or something. And I, I need the lottery numbers. Please, you're my brother. You're my friend. And uh, we were we were on the phone, on the FaceTime, on WhatsApp. Yeah. And uh, he goes, can I, can I add my friends in? And then all of a sudden, there's all these people in this call asking me for lottery numbers and, and what they have to do to get the lottery numbers. And I'm like, guys, I'm not giving you lottery numbers. I can't do that. (laughs) It's not how it works. I didn't even know they had the lottery in Africa, but yeah, apparently they do. I I don't know. I don't good for them. Uh, 
I, yeah. I do have a question for you before we before sure. we, and then I'm gonna. You actually offered to do a a a, yeah. a, a little trick for us. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and listen, I, I'm yeah. ready, I'm ready to be blown yeah. away. I'm excited about this, but right. before we get, get there, the before we get there, uh, yeah. you were on uh, Detulio and Moran. My good buddies, John Detulio yeah. and Bill Moran. You were on Detulio Moran. Yeah. Yes. Did I see on that show, I, while your dad sent me that video, did I see on that show that you made predictions? Yes, I did. I did predictions. Uh, I think this was last year. I did predictions on uh, the NFL. I did NFL predictions. So do you remember how you how you fared in those predictions? I, th- I think I got them all 100% correct, if I remember right. I, got them, I had a bunch of uh, – of, uh, scores scores for the games i gave it i gave them an envelope a week before the show yeah and i predicted all of the scores for that week that they had the uh possession of the envelope well now listen anthony i don't want to <laughs> say anything here but i am a sports book better yeah i like to bet on sports yeah. So you can give me the outcome of games before it happens. Yeah, we'll we'll talk after the show. How about that? We got to become really good friends because we're gonna make a lot of money together, huh? Get the <laughs> oh man! I'll just put my bookie out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, "How are you getting all these games right?" And I'll be like, "Don't worry about it. I got a, I got a guy." Don't worry about. It. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. Got a guy. He's Italian. Uh, how? So, uh, all right. So now let's let's do this. Let's. I'm gonna let you set the stage or do whatever you have to yep. do. But ladies and gentlemen, we all are right. about to see some. Uh, no pun intended, but magic in action. That's right. That's right. All right, wheels. So we talked on the phone yesterday. We did. Now, to everybody who's watching, we didn't set anything up. We talked, but we didn't set anything up. This isn't staged. I didn't say, hey, let's put on this fake thing to make me look like a mind reader. No, we didn't do anything like that, correct? No, we did nothing like that. Nothing whatsoever. Good. So, And, and we didn't prepare for me to say, hey, if I tell you, say, hey, we didn't set anything up, right? <laughs> we didn't no, say anything. And, and let me just also <laughs> say this. I'm the biggest skeptic there is. So if, if any of that had gone on, I would have been like, whoa, 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 wait a yeah. minute. No. Yeah, so yeah. nothing you like that. Called me out. You would have called me out on it. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that happened. Right. So we talked yesterday, and I told you to think of, and don't say anything yet. Don't say anything. No. Uh, I told you to think of uh, any famous person, anybody you want. Mm-hmm. And you, you're thinking of that person. You have that person's name in your head right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. So now we, we switch this around. So now I'm asking you questions. Uh, right. Wheel, I want you to just think of this person in your mind, okay? Just think just think of right now, I want you to just imagine you see this person's name on on a chalkboard, right? You're at, you're at a school and you see it written on a chalkboard. You see this whole name. You see the first and last name, okay? Now I want you to think of whether this is a male or female, okay, and relate that in your head. I want you to – now, is this – you? I know you like sports. 
but maybe you knew that you would have thought that I known that you are a sports person, so you wouldn't pick sports, but you could pick sports. So, mm, all right. So you can tell me this. I think this is fair. I can ask a question. Is this a sports person or is this like, uh, you know, somebody else, just any, any other it, regular it is someone else. It's someone else. Okay. So it's not a sports person. So that narrows it down. I'm not going to narrow it down too much because I want to pull this from your mind a little bit more, a little bit better. Okay. So, uh, imagine this person. So I'm seeing, okay. So you're thinking the gender, it's a male or female. Mm-hmm. I think it's a male. It's a male. And you can tell me yes or no. Yep. Okay. So it's a male. It's a male first and last name. Let's just start with a letter first. And then we're going to move into other stuff because I almost can see, can you just think of just the first letter in the first name or no do start with the last name and yeah, start with the last name and think of the first letter in the last name. You can can you see it? Mm-hmm. All right. Kind of try and send it through the computer. <laughs> All right. Is it a an uh, a a G? A G. In the last no, name? No. no. A B? I see a G though. I see a G though. You want me to? No, don't say don't say the whole thing. But okay. I see a G though, but I also see a B. I see a B. Okay, B. Is it a B for the last name? It is a B. But I see a G too. There is a G. A G as well, but that's not in the last name. That's the first. Is that the first letter in the first name? It is the first letter. Okay, because I had you think of it and you thought of it, and then I switched it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, okay, think of this now. Can you relate this to someone, to something? Maybe think of if this is uh, an actor, think of a movie that they're in. If this is a singer, think of a song that they have written. Kind of, you know, play the movie out in your head, a quick clip in your head uh, or or a song in your in, in your mind. Think of that, relate it, and once you relate it, relate it to your life and try and send this thought to me. If I get this, this is crazy. Again, we did not set any of this up. You're thinking of this person's name. Is this a singer? It is a singer. Okay, so we narrowed it down to a singer. I want you to think about the genre, the, the genre of uh, what kind of what type of music this is, whether it's pop, rock, country, what other, what, what, whatever else. Okay, think of this. I want you to think of, you got it? Are you thinking of it? Thinking of it. Country. Is it Garth Brooks? Oh my God! Yeah. It yeah. Listen, we did not set this up. I didn't. I didn't. I, you had me. You had me look. You had me look the name up on on Wikipedia, right? Yeah. I I'm allowed to say that, right? Yep. Can uh, say everything we talked about. Uh, we looked it up on Wikipedia, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was Garth Brooks. Right, and there was millions of articles, millions of names, but you got that in your mind. You were thinking about that. Yeah, Garth Brooks. Cool, yeah. Huh? Listen, I am, I am. Uh, it's I can tell. Very, it's very rare that I am speechless, Anthony. Perfect. Uh, in fact, you might just want to take over the rest of the podcast because I don't really know. 
I mean, how do you do? Not gonna be able to talk the rest of the show. No, no, and I, I am never at a loss for words. That is amazing, my friend. Uh, Thank that, you so much. That is that is uh, oh, that is, that is amazing, and I think anybody can see that I tried to say as stone faced as possible. Oh yeah, you weren't giving me much during that, that. That body language was very tough to read. Uh, so uh, uh, wow, yeah, that's that is uh, quite cool and. I can imagine that. Now, is that a trick that you do in, like, when you're on stage? Is that something you do? Yeah, I've done it. I've done it a couple times on stage, but I like to do it. I like to do it in situations like this because on my stage, my stage shows, like I said, I do. I actually I do a lot of mentalism, but I kind of make it larger scale. Like if I were to do something like this, I would have maybe had that name. Garth Brooks written on my on my chest or on my stomach, and I would have turned on some some sexy music, had the sexy music playing, and uh, ripped my shirt off and have a cooler reveal like that. You know what I'm saying? Anthony, I seem to see a, a theme going on in your show. <laughs> you you started out with telling me, yeah, what, what is that? <laughs> that is me. That's on me. The poster? Yeah, that's me. That's my stripped. This tour was my headlining tour in February. I started that in February. I got to do two shows. So and they went pretty well. I do. I'm. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Because I want to sure. talk about. Uh, and I don't know if uh, uh, Carlo is still in the room, but if he is, this the next question I have relates to you working with them. And mm-hmm. uh, sure. Um, but first, I see this theme going on with your America's mm-hmm. Got Talent audition and then they're doing yep. this big six foot pole in the car there seems to be a lot of taking of clothes off anthony i don't know if uh the girls like it all right girls, what, what, they love it they love it you know it's, it's, <laughs> you know it no it, it started with uh it's let's yeah i did it for america's got talent actually no i started it in my high school talent show, everything leads back to there, which is crazy. You think that it's something so stupid, the high school talent show. But that was the day I realized I had something when I won that talent show. By the way, where, where did you go to high? Where did you go to high school? Spenceport High School. Spenceport, okay. And, yep. uh, uh, um, all right. So, uh, do you ever do you ever look at some of your your friends now and uh, think to this is a probably not a good question to ask. No, but go ahead. You look and you think to yourself, "I'm doing all this cool. Like I'm 20 years mm-hmm. old, and I'm doing all this cool stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, right. for me, I didn't get to start doing radio until I was in my early 30s, right? So it was a it was a long journey from right. where with a lot of obstacles in the Makes way uh, for me, but for you. Uh-huh. Uh, do you ever have to sit back and pinch yourself and and at times think to yourself, how did I get here? Like, you know, am I really ready for this yet? Right. You know, and that's a feeling. Absolutely, yes. That's a feeling that oh, I can't wait to feel again because I mainly feel it when I'm on stage. Okay. And I just kind of wake up and I'm like, 
you know, is this just a dream or am I really in front of all of these people right now? Uh, I had one time where I hit this big, big realization of holy crap, what's going on? This is real. Am I seriously living my dream right now? I was on, I was on stage, forgot where it was. I think it was uh, Boston or something. I was with Lou and Carlo from the Uncle Louie Variety Show. And I had that moment where I woke up and it was just, I just look around and I see all these people here. And even though I wasn't headlining, I was opening for these guys. And I, I started to cry. Like, no joke. Sure. I started to cry. Sure. Uh, and it actually happened right after I, I had, I did, I did a video on stage where I would turn around and hide the audience and talk to my, my assistant. Uh, he would hold a video and I'd be like, Hey everybody, I'm in, in Boston and I have some people behind me who want to say hi. And, oh my God. Hey, you have a, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back, back the wheelchair out for one second. <laughs> you have an assistant You uh, yeah, yeah. with you? Well, well, okay. So <laughs> I have, uh, I have a couple assistants. I traveled with my friend. It, it, it's a guy, okay. uh, one of my best friends. Uh, I traveled with him and he helped me out. And for a few shows, I have had uh, a very pretty assistant. Yes. Nina Judici, her name is. Oh, well, because every, in the comments every good magician needs a pretty assistant. Oh yeah. I got one. She's going to be helping me out pretty soon. So, uh, so that you can chop her head off or whatever you magician. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Chop her. <laughs> Ch- chop her in half. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, in, in our last little bit here, we got about 10 minutes left. This has oh, been, a, this what? It flew by, right? You told me yesterday, you go, it's going to fly by. Wow. You're not wrong. I hope we have too much fun. I, know, I know you've done it. I'm not fishing for a compliment here by any stretch of the imagination, but I hope that you have had a good time on this oh. podcast. I hope yeah. that we've covered uh, a lot of what we wanted to cover. There is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about in, in ending here is two things, actually. The first thing is, um, you were going to do your own headlining show, mm-hmm. uh, and then the pandemic hit. So you, like you said, you only got to perform twice, mm-hmm. but I have been the opening act for many, uh, comedians, uh, really? uh Josh blue. I'm sure you may okay. have heard of Josh blue. He is a, yeah. A disabled comedian has the same uh-huh. disability that I have. He was on Last Comic Standing. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, David Earl Reed, who is now in the Rochester market doing radio here. Great uh-huh. guy. But so I know what it's like to be an opening act. Right. And her job right. as an opening act is to warm the crowd up for the headliner. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. that's what you're told to do. Right. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if that's what Lou and Carlo told you, but they kind of want you to hype yeah. the crowd up, get them ready for the headliner, right? So that's correct. talk to me a little bit about being the opening act and then taking it to the next level and becoming the feature act. What, sure. what What's the difference there? What kind of pressure is comes along with that? How mm-hmm. much preparation do you have to go into putting? Mm-hmm. Because now we're talking when you're a headliner, right? You have to do all the staging yourself, right? So, right. So, right. talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, being an opening act and being a headliner, completely different feeling, complete, completely different 
uh, amount of work, like you were just asking, it's yes, completely. When you're a headliner, it's way more work because when you're an opener, you know, you kind of just show up and you do your set and you just get to hang out after. You don't got to stay on stage for two hours, right? How, how long did you usually do your sets for when you're an opener? Uh, so my, the first couple I did were only, I mean, I was doing like five or 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You're right. probably doing 15, 20, maybe even a half hour. Yeah, 15, 20, majority of the time. Sometimes it would stretch to half hour and they would yell at me. But Right. Oh, I, listen, I've gotten yelled at too before for going, going long, as they call it in the business. Oh, well, you got you to gotta do it sometimes. What are you going to do? But, I mean, when you got the crowd in the palm of your hand, Anthony, you know. Exactly. So, But it is the quickest way not to get invited back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, right, no. But, yes, it was uh, opening – just like that, you know, it's still a great feeling when you when you're on stage and all that. But you have in the back of the mind that you know these people are not here for me; they're here for the headliner, right? Right. You know how that feels. Oh, absolutely. You know, still such an honor being on stage, but you want that headlining feel and the the, the feeling. What I got when I showed up in Leamington, Canada, which was in February of this year. And I had, I had, I think I had about 200 people show up and this is six, six hours away from, from where I live. And all these people showed up for me, for me, not, not somebody else, but for me, that was an amazing feeling. And yes, a crazy amount of work being a headliner, especially since I do a two hour show, lots of work, lots of work, preparation too. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, couple of things I want to say to you, first of all, uh, is keep chasing your dreams, uh, my friend, uh, because you definitely have a talent uh, and, and keep going with it. Uh, uh, the, you know, there's that old adage, if, if at first you don't succeed, keep, you know, try, try again. And, and you mm-hmm. seem to be, you seem to be doing that. So, so uh, right. happy for you there. Uh, and then, uh, listen, just, uh, next time you're performing, do you have any, so I guess I can ask it to you this way with the pandemic and the way things are and, and not being able to hold big events, do you have any upcoming coming up in Rochester or, uh, in other parts of the country? Yeah, I do have something I've been preparing for that's going to be at the end of the month, uh, September. It's now September, crazy. But uh, yes, I have something planned, and it's more of a video shoot that I'm going to be having. I'm going to be inviting some people to come watch. We're going we're gonna to have it socially distant, you know, and make it – we're going to figure it out, but uh, we're going to have people – distant from each other but people can come watch and it's going to be a crazy crazy video shoot uh, with something to do with this this whole thing here this right behind me represents my danger act which is what my tour revolves around a, a crazy danger act with a three-pronged fish hook and five sports and muscle cars that's probably a, I could, that's probably all i'll give you <laughs> all right i i won't ask any any more than that uh Boy, but be careful, would you please? Yeah, my mom keeps calling me too. Trust me. Do your parent? Do your parents ever get nervous, 
Anthony, do they ever say maybe we're pushing the envelope a little bit too far? Yeah, well, my dad, my parents support me big time. They are listen. Your dad supporter. is your biggest supporter. I don't. I am yeah. mega mom, but yep. your dad, he he's the yep. one that reached out and and was showing me all your videos. And mm -hmm. so you've got you've got a big a, a big supporter in your dad right there. Yeah, my dad has been my dad has been my sidekick since well with magic since I was thirteen. Ever since I started. He was always involved with it, always helping me come up with ideas, always building big props with me. And he's always, he's always been, he's always been the, like, like I said, he's been on tour with me. Uh, but he, he, well, yeah, they do get, they do get a little nervous sometimes like with this new act, but we're going to make it, we're going to make it good. I'm going to be okay, hopefully. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know my mom is going to kill me when she watches this, but yeah, my dad has been why, always why, why, biggest... Anthony, why, why is mom going to kill you? Oh, well, she sees a, a hook going in my mouth. Oh, and, uh, all right. So she, so yeah, she's yeah. seen the, she, I did it in the show too. And, uh, yeah, well, well, it's quite scary. Listen, next time you have a show in Rochester that, uh, uh, um, you know, when you can have a crowd, let me know. We'll help you. I'll help you promote it on my page. And, and uh, yeah. maybe, I don't know, uh, you know, maybe you could have me come out and oh, I could yeah. see the show. That would, that would be great. Uh, but I wish you the best of luck, Thank my you. friend. I appreciate that so much. Thanks for having me. It's uh, awesome. Listen, when you in, in a few years, when you make it on Joe Rogan, <laughs> I, uh, when you make it on Joe Rogan's podcast, I just well, I'm going to send you a Wednesdays with Wheels T-shirt, and I just want you to wear the Wednesdays with Wheels T-shirt on the Joe Rogan podcast. Sounds good. I will wear it. I'll wear a hat too. All right, Dana, well, whatever you got. I'll send you. I'll send you. What would you rather have, a hat or a T-shirt? A T-shirt. We'll do a T-shirt. All right, I'll send you a T-shirt. Perfect. I'll Thank you. you so I'll get that information for you. As soon as we go off the air, hang tight with me while I just close the show here. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. I hope you enjoyed it. This was this I gotta I gotta tell you, this was a very fun podcast. Yeah, um, this is awesome. I, it really was, and and the, the whole Garth Brooks thing has got me blown away. Uh you're gonna be thinking about it all night, huh? Yeah, I I, I well I might I might. I just might. I have to ask you, because when I, when I when I was, I'm a Garth Brooks fan, right? So I yeah. I like Garth Brooks music. Thinking to myself, now this could be tough for Anthony because he's 20 years old. He might not even know who. How's he gonna pull this name out of out of you know no right. out of my brain because he might not even know who Garth Brooks is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know oh, what that means to country. And you you pulled it you pulled it out of you pulled not to not to use a pun, but I'm gonna use it, Anthony. You pulled the rabbit out of the hat. Exactly. You pulled exactly. the rabbit out of that. Question before I let you go. I keep yeah. these things and I just wanna ask. That's all right. Go ahead. Do you have any do you have any uh magicians that you looked up to as a kid? Yeah, absolutely. 
Chris Angel, which I'm sure you all know, yes. uh, was a big one. Because I saw I went and saw him live when I was very young, probably like 10 years old. I saw him escape from an, an exploding like 20-story building. It, not 20, I don't think it was 20, but it was a big building, and he escaped from it. And I will always remember watching that. And he, I looked up to him. I looked up to David Blaine. I still do. I met – you know, there's actually – fellow friends and magicians that I look up to. I met, I met a magician at America's got talent that I look up to, to this day. still. So, you know, there's, there's lots of people and they help me. They inspire me a lot. As well. And do you ever bounce ideas off of each other? No, I know you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have connections. Maybe you do. I don't know. I should yeah. assume, yeah. but I, yeah. do you have connections with Chris Angel? I'm a, it, I do not really No, but no. I, I, I know Banachek. Banachek is a mentalist that was on. Uh, I think he was on Weez. Yeah, he was. He was on Weez. He was on Weez's show back uh, not last year, but uh, the, year was at the Fringe Festival, I believe. Yeah, with the Fringe Festival. Yeah, yes, I, I remember. I was in studio the day he was in, and he did a he did a trick with a book, and uh, yeah, and uh, and it was unbelievable as well. But yeah. my question is: so the comedians, or not comedians, the magicians that you are friends with or friendly with yeah, yeah you guys bounce ideas off of each other yeah yeah uh like i said the the guy i met at america's got talent his name is alex kazam he um i met him and we will bounce ideas off each other when i go up he lives in canada so when i go up there and do shows with him we'll just hang out and just do some tricks to on each other and and talk about different different techniques and stuff like that. And it's actually really cool. Which I now, my, get to my final question. This really is my last question. When, yeah. you, go to, when you go to a Chris Angel show mm-hmm. right, and you see him do that trick, are you in the back of your head? Like, are you, so can you figure, do you, cause you know, sort of the, the, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the industry, you know how things work. So, right. Is it as fun for you because you kind of know you can dissect the trick? Yeah. So actually a couple of years ago, I went to Chris Angel's newest show. And uh, I yes, while I'm watching the show, my dad and I, we both we both figure it out. And my dad is just like myself. He I, I honestly tell him, Dad, you should be a magician because he knows all the secrets, everything, just like me. Right. We figure everything out. We'll be, we'll be whispering throughout the show oh he just did this he just did that oh he just so we know we know probably 98 point yeah 98 percent of the stuff he does right during it's there's always that one thing we're like mm, how did he do that and then you gotta and then you gotta go home and try to figure it out and oh yeah and then and we figure it out <laughs> all right anthony this was fun ladies and gentlemen this yes. is another episode of wednesdays with wheels we got to get out of here before i come up with like 15 more questions <laughs> that i could ask anthony and hey, I heard, but he probably got that. some friends he's got to go hang out with uh, some uh, young ladies he's got to impress with some magic. Uh, uh, so look at that! He's, he's giving me a little wink. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode yes. of Wishes with Wheels as much as I have. Uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Just uh, quickly, check out my. I have merchandise. Uh, we have hats. We have T-shirts. Anthony, we even have face masks now. Really? Yes, because we want, people, we want people to be safe. So yes. we're taking the Wednesday. Safe, everybody. 
We've taken the Wednesdays with Wheels logo and we put it on a face mask. Go check out my friends over at Journey Sportswear, the official uh, uh, clothing sponsor of the Wednesdays with Wheels podcast. Uh, go over to their website, check them out, grab yourself a T-shirt, a face mask. We've got other things coming in the future. Next week, on next week's show, I am excited that I will be having, uh, she used to be with Channel 13, now she works with uh, Galasano Children's Hospital. Jennifer Johnson will be joining us to tell us her story. She's got a great story, so we'll see you next Wednesday on another edition of Wednesdays with Wheels. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.